Welcome everybody to yo, the yo, yo. Empowered to Inspire podcast with my partner in crime. Yes, sir. Audi. How you doing today? I'm doing good, man. It's it's been a long time coming with this podcast idea that we've had. You know, it's your girl Odie Nakachi. Introduce yourself, bro. My name is IK Chigwe, sitting in the DMV, the DC Maryland and Virginia area. So actually officially sitting in Virginia, but got to give a shout out to the DMV. Audie, where are you sitting at? Well, I'm coming to you right now from New York, New York City, you know, right here in the Big Apple. A lot going on here in the New York City, but you know, yeah, that's where that's where I'm coming from. That's where I'm coming from right now. That's awesome. Tell us, who are you? Well, who are who are we? Well, basically, I'm half of the Empower to, Empower to Inspire podcast. So basically, we just came up with an idea to just talk about things, you know, that are pretty much on our heart. I know, IK, we talked about this podcast for a minute, right? Yep. Um, and we had this idea in our minds, you know, just to bring you guys content that is positive because there's a lot going on right now, a lot of negative going on right now. But, you know, basically our podcast is just geared towards positivity, insight. We're going to be talking about a lot of things, right? Right. Yeah. So, you know, we have a lot of passions, you know, sports, uh, music, you know, life, organizational structure, work life, family life, right? Married life. That's right. Yeah, I think I think you're spot on, Audie. I think um, one thing that everyone is gonna we're we're hoping people get out of this is we're just we're ourselves. Uh, I think what I love about it is we're regular people living regular lives, and what we would love to see is present some value to people out there, present people an alternative to maybe the the standard news or to the bad news or to the doom and gloom that we may feel, um, and that's what it's gonna be about. Like you said. We're going to talk about things that we're passionate about. For me personally, I know it's sports. You know, I've always been a sports junkie from NFL, NBA, even the English Premier League. <laughs> yeah. Football, as some international, our fellow international folks will call it football. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, we're going to definitely talk about topics like that and also talk about things about, like, like you said, organizational leadership. You know, how to survive a nine to five or how to aspire for more. You know, and I know you have some other things that you've been doing, um, like traveling the globe quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, pre Rona, you know, I was traveling a bit, just getting perspective from different cultures, basically. Um, travel is one of my hobbies. So, you know, definitely going to talk a lot about travel, just a variety of things. So, you know, we know that there are a lot of podcasts out there, right, IK? Right, right, um, right. And this might not be for everybody, uh, but... Right. We do want you to give it a shot and you know, give it a listen. We promise that we're going to be our authentic selves all the time. Um, and we're just going to give it to you real and uncut, seasoned. <laughs> there you go. People are probably listening and saying, what the heck is Audi? And what the heck is IK? So <laughs> we are Nigerian Americans uh, in that we are full American citizens. Mm-hmm. But our backgrounds are from the motherland straight out of Nigeria. So, uh, you know, our, we're born to Nigerian parents uh, and we migrated uh, and became legal American citizens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, you're going to see a theme with our, you know, our, our culture. So, you know, once in a while, we, we may even change our accents and, you know, give you a little, you know, rawness. But but, but that's, 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 our, that's our background there. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because for for all our Af- fellow Africans out there, you guys know what we mean by change the accent. <laughs> Some Africans or Ni- well Nigerians, we can switch it on and off, right? We can just. Talk like this, and then all of a sudden, we're oh, just talking like this, straight up. You know. <laughs> See my trouble, oh. What are you saying? Chai, hold on, hold on. Chai. They're not, they're not ready, my brother. They're not ready. Go, I beg, go. Now waiting, ah. Now waiting to happen. Yo, shout, side note though, shout out to Ni- all the Nigerians out there, man. Shout out to you guys. We there see you go. guys. Shout out to the whole of Africa, West Africa, East Africa, my Ghanaians, Senegalese. Yeah, Sierra Leone. Sierra Leone, all of y'all. Shout out to y'all because I know. The African community is big, you know. There was a whole African movement going on pre-corona, um, yeah. but you know, shout outs to you guys. So we're just gonna, you know, be ourselves and culturally, those are our roots. You know, we're two Nigerian immigrant siblings, right? Yep, yep. Um, migrated to the U.S. and we have a lot of stories about that too. Definitely. And to make things even a little richer, like if that is not, you know, rich enough or weird enough for some people, um, we have also happened to have lived in about four continents of the world. We've lived in South America, Africa, as you said, Europe, Asia. So we have some perspective and we're just going to delve into some cultures, you know, and some world experiences. Um, So that's kind of our vibe and feel. Definitely. Facts. Ultimately, the podcast is the Empowered to Inspire podcast. So we just want all our listeners, young and old, to leave. Every time you listen to an episode, you leave feeling inspired. You know, you leave feeling motivated and propelled towards moving towards your destiny. You know, we're just here as a positive ray of light for anybody that wants to tune in. So there you have it. That's a little intro. And I think as we go on this journey, you're going to learn some more about us. You're going to, uh, we're going to share some stories. I guess our why is just without being corny or cheesy, but we want to just uplift. Uh, we want to add that right. kind of value that when you, you're done listening to the podcast, if there's one thing you get out of it, maybe you say, hey, you know what? I'm able to face another day or, you know what, I'm able to pass another test or, hey, I'm able to boot up again and go to work, show up to work again tomorrow. Right, right. definitely. That's definitely. it. Yeah, and then, you know, right now, um, I, I know, IK, we were talking about whether this will be the right time to launch this podcast. We both went back and forth. We're like, you know, is this the right time? There's so much going on in the world. But we decided to give it a go and just dive into it. As yes. we mentioned, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of negativity out there. A lot of people are going through real things, real stress, yes. um, real problems in life. People have experienced real losses. And, you know, we're not going to neglect or forget about that aspect of how people are feeling. But the goal that we have is to give you an outlet where you can just for, for maybe an hour or a few minutes, you can have that outlet and tap into something else, you know, something that will make you laugh Real conversations, real talk with real people. There you go. So let's do this. Let's address the elephant in the room. Yes. A lot of people, not just in this in our states, in the in this country, in the world, I'll say, are have been impacted by COVID nineteen, aka, you know, the coronavirus. How has this impacted you from your standpoint, you know, sitting in 
New York City. We'll call it the epicenter right now. I know our mom is a is a nurse. She's on the front lines. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to work every day, literally facing this every day. Um, how has this impacted you and those you've seen around you? I mean, living in New York, I never would have thought that New York will actually be the epicenter of this whole thing. Um, January was around and then February came like towards the end of February and the beginning of March, things started getting a little bit dicey. Um, right. I, I noticed that, you know, we noticed that the cases were rising and then now April 20th, um, it's a pandemic globally, but we've taken a real big hit. You know, I've had coworkers that are no longer around anymore that I used to work with, you know, that were just alive wow. a month ago. The amount of loss that is being experienced in such a little short time, I think that's the that's the shock of it all. People are shocked right. and are stunned. A lot of people don't feel that it's going to affect them until somebody close to them dies and they lose somebody close to them. And right. then it hits you and you're like, oh, crap. Like, it really hits home. So here in New York, it's hit home for everybody. Everybody knows somebody that has either had the, the disease has recovered from it or has died from it. And that that says a lot. You know, that speaks volumes pretty much. Yeah, that's real. I mean, I, I will say, you know, from my my vantage point where I'm at, I mean, it kind of came out of nowhere in a sense. I mean, the job I had, I'm, I've been fortunate enough to be able to work from home now. Um, but I remember when like, you know, early February, uh, when it was kind of really big in Asia, it was big in China and then it was big in Korea. And it sounded like, okay, it's kind of far away. But then we started hearing cases on the West Coast. Uh, and then even at the job, it was like, all right, but you just felt this um, a heightened sense of, uh, I don't know if it's a word, is fear or just anxiety. Right. And I remember we we had someone that was potentially exposed to someone who was exposed. And I remember everyone just freaking out. Um, and then fast forward two weeks later, the job was like, hey, everyone, if you know, work from home if you can. And strictly, we've kind of gone remote. Um, I have a daughter and, you know, her school, the school systems here, they they said, hey, so, you know, schools are going to be shut down. So like many parents that are scrambling, trying to work and then, you know, homeschool at the same time. But like I said, we've been fortunate enough that, you know, so far we've been healthy, but we've seen or heard of people who have not been as fortunate. So definitely just encouraging people out there who right. are, you know, living what they call, I guess, the new normal. And let me ask you that. How do you feel when you hear the word new normal? Well, it's so funny you bring that up because I was actually listening to uh, Pastor Stephen Furtick from Elevation Church. Shout out to Elevation Worship. Shout out. Uh, um, shout out to them. I'm not affiliated with them, by the way, but I'm a, I'm a big, <laughs> that's not an endorsement. You know? we, ain't, we, ain't get, we ain't getting paid for that. But um and he was talking about the new normal and he was talking about looking forward to the new normal. Right. As in the new normal going forward. So, you know, we're looking forward to the new normal, but this we are living in the new normal now. The new normal is going to be different because um, a lot of us are coming out of this from different perspectives. First of all, when this whole pandemic hit, we're in a position where it doesn't matter how much money you have. Right. It doesn't matter how rich you are. It doesn't matter all the resources you might have or not have. This this disease is not uh, does not discriminate at all. It doesn't matter if right. you're rich or you're poor, if you have status or you don't have status. It has affected everything. I mean, 
we talked about it, IK. The NBA stopped sports. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm yep. saying? Athletes can't play. No NCAA March Madness. You know, right. I know. Um, Dick Vitale, he was so he when the NCAA season got canceled, he was like, oh, you know, I can't believe they're canceling it without even, right. you know. And little did we know that it was gonna be like this now, right? But this has been. Every, everything has stopped. You know, nobody's going anywhere. Gas prices are down because nobody's going anywhere. Right. Um, basically, everything has come to a pause and it has allowed us to gain perspective on our lives pretty much. Perspective. Right. And think about your purpose, why you're here, what you're doing. I mean, we talked about this the other day about the workforce. We're all working right. from home, right? Yep, yep. So we were saying that a lot of companies might move towards this model. Absolutely. Because uh, I remember you mentioned something like that, right? Yeah, I, I think we're talking in, um, if we were able to be as agile as we were, right? And on the dime, a lot of places get creative enough due to a crisis, right? To say, hey, folks can use something like Zoom to work and have virtual meetings. What stops when, God willing, when things clear up, what what takes that out of the table? That nothing should take that off the table anymore, right? Because right. we we should have more flexibility to say, hey, look, when we had to, we were able to adapt and just be as efficient and as productive in this new space. Right. And I think an element of this that will that eventually will have to be addressed is the mental impact of the COVID, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think there are gonna be people, even when God willing, when things clear up are going to think twice about their social interactions. There may be people who say, hey, I'm not ready to go back in an office. You know, I mentally, I can't sit next to someone right now. It may take them months or years. And a, a workspace that has the ability to accommodate people to work remotely, I think good leadership there should give people the option to say, hey, look, if you don't feel ready to come in and you can still contribute and be productive, do it from where you are. And right. I think that's one thing this whole dynamic has really forced us to really look and see, hey, the way we work can change and there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. And, and you know, to your point, a lot of people might not feel comfortable. Like they announced, hey, you know, government is back open, businesses can reopen. A lot of people might not feel comfortable to go back in, you know, or right. sit in a conference room. And, you know, we have to be prepared as um, executives, right? Um, right. Because it's, it's you know, when pandemics and crisis hit, HR departments, executives, they have to kind of re- realign their game plan. On the flip side, this is when you realize what kind of company you work for mm-hmm. <laughs> in reference to how they respond to this and how they treat their staff. Because I know some organizations that are still having workers come in, you know, right. are still saying, no, you're going to work a staggered work schedule and are still saying, you know, if you if you need to uh, stay home, you're going to it's going to have to come out of your CL. So, right. you know, some workers don't have it well, don't have it good. And some workers are, are re- like thinking and reassessing who they're working for. Right. This is an eye opener in a lot of things because it's like, you know, let's say you've worked for a company for 10 years and the pandemic hit and the way that they reacted and they're treating you as an employee in during this pandemic, do you feel secure? Do you feel safe? Do you feel that you've been protected? Do you feel that you've been properly equipped, you know, or do you feel that you've been told, well, forget the pandemic, you still got to come in. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? So, 
It's a lot of things happening. When we do come out of this, a lot of people are going to be rethinking their career choices. Mm. Let's go down that path a little bit because you said something that really I kind of want to unpack a little bit about reflection. It seems like one of the things that has happened worldwide with COVID is more people are at home now, right? Mm -hmm. There are social distancing going on and a lot of people are at home confined in a space. And for some of who like us, we love sports. And um, I went from watching, you know, an NBA game or or NFL or soccer game to nothing on TV right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that time now, something else has to fill that time. But back to the reflection point that you made. Um, what are some ways that you you have reflected, or you think, or you know, people have been reflecting and reevaluating some things? Uh, choices or decisions in their lives right now? Well, you know, first of all, not to sound too sketch but or funny, but with the whole working from home thing, it's such a luxury because nobody really knows if you bathed or not. <laughs> you know, it's like, did you shower today, bruv? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm like, yo, all, all the listeners out there, listen, don't pretend, don't be bashful. You know you didn't shower today. You know you didn't. <laughs> You know, I mean? you know that when you were doing the conference call, you were in your underwear, you know, but, you know, it's the flexibility and the luxury of being home and working from home. And I feel like as the generation gets younger, the generation wants not to say that they want an easy lifestyle, but they want more convenience. Yes. You know, options. Life, options. Life is all about convenience. So it's like the amount of work that I'm doing here, I, the amount of work that I do go into the office, I could do it at home. So right. now, am I going to look for another career path that will allow me to work remotely completely? You know, mm. and that's, that's, a, that's something that a lot of people, like I've heard a lot of my peers talk about, you know, and right. it's, quite, it's, it's something. Yeah, Definitely. I think this is a shout out and call out to, to leaders. And I think leadership is really found or embraced during crisis. This is my mm -hmm. opinion. Right. When, when, when everything is gravy, you don't really need a leader at that point, right? Things are autopilot, things are prosperous, you're doing good. But I think when a crisis hits is when you, you really see in your company, even in yourself, what kind of leadership you have, right? right? And I think in this kind of moment, to your point, this is when leaders should really stand up and say, hey, look, someone could be just as productive or even more productive um, if they don't have to spend an hour commuting to come in. If that creates a better experience for that employee, so be it. Right. On the flip side, there may be people when things normalize out and we're not in the COVID situation where they can't function isolated from everyone else. Right. They need to come in. That's so it really should not be one side fits all. They That's should give good. that the option to say, hey, look, as long as you're productive, right. you're accountable, you're accessible, you can work in this space that is more beneficial for you to be produced at the utmost realm, I'll say. That's good, yep. And at, at the end of the day, that gives that employee satisfaction and engagement with that company, right? So do you believe that, um, so how would you gauge the productivity and the accountability? Because, you know, a lot of um, executives that have a problem with people working from home is that they don't feel that they're going to actually work, <laughs> you right, know, right. Or, or be accountable. They, they have that brick and mortar mentality. So as an executive, how would you approach the culture of the environment to ensure that, you know, there's a level of accountability and setting that standard? I, I think you said the word you said there was culture. Mm. So 
I think as an organization, it's so important that the culture um, is set that there is accountability. And what that looks like is having one frequent uh, conversations and transparency with people's goals and people's production results. So let's say let's say you're in sales and I say, hey, you got to sell 10 units a month or you have to make 20 production calls a month. They need to, you as an employee has to have some transparency to this is the benchmark. This is how you've tracked all month. And I need to be able to share that with you. Right. So now if you can meet those goals, I really don't care if you're doing it in a brick and mortar or if you're doing it in your closet. Mm. As long as you're being effective, right? Um, as long as you're you're accessible. So if if a, an agent or if a customer needs to call you, as long as you're responsive to them, I could care less if you're answering this this call sitting in a cubicle or in the middle of your kitchen. Right. Uh, so I I think that's how you measure that productivity. And granted, there's certain jobs that may not you may not be able to do that in. I right. guess. Right. But for the most part, you can be flexible and creative enough to extend that and still have that accountability. Right. To your point, um, it goes back to the hiring process. I think that also this is going to uh, allow executives to look at how they're hiring. Yep. The person that you're hiring, would you be able to trust and, and trust them? You know, if another pandemic is, it will hit and if they have to work remotely and you're not there to micromanage, I mean, not that everybody's a micromanager, but, you know, you're right. not there to f- physically supervise, you know. So when you're interviewing somebody, you have to think about all these scenarios, all these dynamics. This whole COVID-19 is a, is a game changer. It's been a tragedy. Yes, uh, we're not neglecting that. It's been a tragedy. And, you know, rest in peace to all the lives that were lost. Our hearts go out to everybody but it has changed a lot of things and we'll see what the new norm looks like. Absolutely. So question. So when you think of opportunities that come out of uh, adversity or opportunities that come out of, uh, of, of strategy, I'll say, um, you know, one of the things we, you know, we, we, we talk about sometimes is sports. One of the things that, makes me love sports is I love the backstories, right? Michael Jordan right now, the ESPN is actually running, they called it the the last dance. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're look, really looking into the light of Michael Jordan, a.k.a. the, the real goat. The goat. Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. You, you about to get, you about to get a lot of uh, LeBron fans mad. Oh, boy. Here oh, let's, let's talk clean around here. Uh, but, but I think with that, I think the backstory, though, of – one thing that stuck that caught my attention was when they were talking about his childhood mm. and when he, he was cut, you know, after his, I think it was after his freshman year, he was cut in high school mm. and they said, you're not good enough to play. Now he could have taken it two different ways. He could have quit and said, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to do something else. I'm going to pick up the flute. Or he could have doubled down and said, darn it. I am going to prove someone wrong. And he chose the, I'm going to prove someone wrong. Yeah. So I guess the question is, out of adversity, how what kind of good can you see coming out of this? Well, you know, as you know, IK, man, we've been through a lot of adversity. I think as we move on with the segments and episodes of the podcast, we will be sharing... <laughs> the, the trials and tribulations of IK and O. 
seriously like yo we've been so we've been through some stuff man but it's all about when adversity comes it's all about how you embrace it are you gonna let it cripple you right mm. or are you gonna use it as fuel and motivation to strive towards something greater i mean it sounds so cliche but right. you know the moments when adversity hits it's it's a very important moment it's like a wind it's like a like a window period that you have that you have to right. make that split decision as to yo how am i gonna react to this you know am i right. gonna yeah am i gonna squall up in a ball i mean michael jordan could have decided you know i got cut that's it let me pick up right. the, let me pick up the flute <laughs> <laughs> but he did it you know right. and he became the the goat because of it you know and right. i'm i'm glad that that um that documentary sorry i'm like spazzing my words that last dance documentary it just aired yesterday um i'm glad it aired because i think we need to be reminded about the beginning stages of adversity and that how that plays a role because not everybody will see the end result right but nobody will see the moment when you were stuck in the wilderness and you had to make the decision as to how you were going to react you know what i'm saying yeah, man. I love what you said there because I think I, I've always said this, even to myself. And <laughs> when you go through stuff, I think that's when you find your other. I call it your other self, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's a part of you that you never even knew existed, uh, but adversity and trials bring that out of you. Right. But I, I think that that's that's when you find that thing that you keep on going back to 28 years later, 50 years later, 10 years later. Um, and I think that's that's the metal that helps you push on because in my experience, I think with life, it's like, it's all about steps. So you conquer, you know, one Goliath right. and you get promoted to another Goliath and you keep on building your giants that you kill. Right. And what helps you propel, what propels you to the next one is the victories from the past, no matter how small they are, or challenges from the past. Right. And, and listening and watching that documentary, I mean, this guy was playing an exhibition game in Paris, like 15 years into his career. And his parents are saying, man, he's playing like this is the last game he's ever going to play. An exhibition game. He looked crazy, right? He looked crazy. <laughs> but yeah. when you kind of know the why... Because he remembers, man, they said I was not good enough. I'm going to make sure every time I lace it up, I give it the best everything I have. Right. Uh, and I, I think there are people right now going through stuff, some followed, some laid off, some business. I know a lot of business owners who the business has scribbled up and now on the fly, mm-hmm. they're deciding, am I going to fold or am I going to change my business plan or am I going to pivot uh, and do something else um, and rediscover myself to find a way to add value? Right. And I I think those are the ones that thrive and those are the ones that end up being great. Yeah. That's a great point you made. You know, that's a very good point you made, you know, for the small business owners that are listening right now, you know, whatever business you have, you know, I've heard of like people that have invested all their savings, their lives and their businesses and, they're on the brink of losing it all, you know, but we just want to encourage you to use this as a time to reflect and re-strategize how you're going to go forward. I mean, it's easier said than done because, you know, IK and I, we're not in your shoes and we don't know firsthand the pain that you're going 
going through. We just want to motivate and encourage you out there, you know, small business owner, you know, you don't know where the funding is going to come from. Maybe the funding wasn't enough. Maybe you applied for the government funding and, and you didn't get get it, right? right. I know some mm-hmm. people didn't get it. I mean, I know Shake Shack got $10 million and they gave it back, but that's another story. Right. <laughs> that's, that's another story for another time. Um, but, um, you know, we just want to encourage you to use this time and opportunity to re-strategize how you're going to, you know, go forward. And don't give up. You know, yeah. don't give up. It's easier said than done. But this is the time of the wilderness for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, I can I know you can touch on that a little bit more about being stuck in the wilderness. And you know, somebody that's stuck in the wilderness, right? And that is going through, for example, small business owner, you're about to lose your business, all yeah. the money you invested, and you're telling them don't give up. How do you process that as the person being stuck in the wilderness? That's a great question. I think the first thing I would say is don't give a darn about what anyone else says about you. Mm. Um, go through your process. And for someone's process, it could be, I'm going to cry a few tears right now. I, I might just seclude myself. Go through your process. Uh, but what I also say is, after you've gone through that process, um, find out what your why is and go back to that place and find out, okay, what drives me? Okay, why, why am I in business? What value am I trying to create? For some, it could be, hey, look, I'm just trying to put bread on the table. That is beautiful. For others is, hey, I want to make this community better. You know, for others is, hey, I want to make a product that's going to make everyone's lives so much more convenient. Uh, And adversity in times like this really makes you, I call it pivot and say, I've been going this direction, but maybe it's time to go another direction. Or sometimes it's just, I'm just going to hunker down, put my staff, my stakes down on the ground and weather this storm because when all the wind has stopped blowing, I'm going to be standing and I'm going to rebuild. That's uh, right. And, and, and I will add another element to it. Sometimes the adversity or the storms, I'll call it, they serve a purpose sometimes to kind of purify your process or... I call it weed out the chaff around you, mm-hmm. you know? So sometimes we have excess. It, is, it could be people, it could be relationships, it could be business partnerships that may not be healthy. Mm-hmm. And when you go through a process like this, sometimes it helps you kind of get clarity uh, and become a little more lean. Right. And so you don't have all the excess, so you're more effective. Right. Um, so what I will encourage people to do is, you know yourself. I say, go back to your why. You know what is it that you have set out to do, and why? What drives you? And reconcile that right now. Uh, and if you can pivot and be creative, pivot. Uh, if it's just a matter of hunkering down and this too shall pass and rebuild, then you do whatever you got to do to survive um, and get there. That's right. You know, and it's all about survival at the end of the day. You know, survival. I mean, I'm great. You, uh, I'm happy that you brought that up because survival doesn't mean it's gonna look pretty. <laughs> you know, right. what I mean? you know, you come out of the flames looking burnt up, but you survived. At the end of the day, you know, it doesn't have to look pretty. But this is a time to buckle down and and tap into what's inside of you, your inner self. Tap into that 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 uh that fire in you, you know, that drive in you. You know, just as Ik said, you know, just think about your why. Why did you 
start the business in the first place? What what motivated you? What was your passion? Think about those times. You know, there's a saying that sounds very cliche. It says what tough tough times don't last, but tough people do. Yeah, it's easier said than done, but this life, you have to be built tough to survive this life. You have to be, but and you have it in you. You know, you definitely have it in you. And you know, I love that. And and just to add to that, I think it's nothing wrong to uh, also be vulnerable and ask for help. Mm-hmm. And not everyone will be able to help you. Sometimes no one may be able to help you. But then again, you may be surprised someone may be able to help you. Or even I take it a step further, you may be in a situation where you can help someone, right? Because you just never know uh, what someone else is going through. Uh, and sometimes as bad as I may think I have things, there's always someone out there that has it worse than I, I do. And if I can focus on trying to add value and help someone else out, you'd be surprised how you find a key for your own solution when you become, you know, a little bit selfless. Exactly. Yeah. Very true. Very true. You know, don't be scared to ask for help. (laughs) Man. I mean, it's a humbling thing though. And you know, a lot of people are not too good at that. I I was on Instagram the other day and I was, I followed this hairdresser and, you know, I saw that her business was closed. So I I DM'd her, but I I don't know her personally. And I told her, I said, said, you know, the Lord laid it on my heart to give you a hundred dollars. And she was like, yeah, thank you so much, but no. Wow. <laughs> this is somebody yeah. that has like 50-something thousand followers. And I genuinely wanted to cash app her $100. But right. I guess like the pride in her was like, no. And she even told me, she was like, you know, a lot of people have a message in me and I keep on turning it down. So my thing is, I get it. I understand. But like, right. you know, don't be afraid to to ask for help, man. Good stuff. So let's let's pivot a little. Let's pivot a little. Let's let's talk about a comeback and uh, you know how how people can what that's going to look like for some people. Uh, and to do that, let's draw a parallel. I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, what what is one of the greatest comeback stories that you can think of off the jump? Um, off the jump. Oh man, you put me on the spot. I mean, I would say that Babyface and Teddy Riley. <laughs> That hot messery. They came back though. Teddy Riley came back today and was able to come through. Oh man. Um, oh yeah. Okay. So the comeback story that I can think of was when um, you know, we're big basketball fans over here, but the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, when they had Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and they were up the oh. Golden State Warriors 3-1. 3-1. <laughs> Yeah, so the series was 3-1, and I forgot where I was. I think I was in Jersey or something. I was at a hotel. I think I had gone to, like, Atlantic City. And there was a game where Golden State came back in the series and ended up tying the series 3-3, right? But there was a game where Klay Thompson hit, like, eight threes. You remember that? Yep, yep. And he was were, unconscious. He was because he pushed it to the game seven because of Clay oh. Thompson, and he had like eight threes, and like, and all of a sudden it's, the series is tied three three, and then the Warriors they win that series, but they ended up losing. Um, they ended up losing the finals to Cleveland, right? Yeah, was was that when they lost? I I think. That's when they went. No, the Warriors ended up winning, and that's what started the whole. That's when KD left, 
and went to the Warriors. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when Katie. Yeah, that's when Katie left the. No, yeah, because they the Warriors lost that year. That's when Cleveland won. Oh, so that's they, right. Yeah. So so that's even right. though the Warriors came back and won that series three uh, four, right. four three, um, they still lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers, as we all know. I mean, that was that's still an iconic series right there. That was iconic. Yeah, and then KD, you know, as Russell Westbrook called him a cupcake on July fourth. Um, what is that? <laughs> what is no shade, no shade, uh, no shade, no shade. I love KD. You know, I love Russell Westbrook. You know, I'm a big fan of No Shade. I'm a big fan of all of them. But we're just recanting the sequence of events. Just stating facts. Just stating facts. But yo, that series was a comeback because when it was down three one, I was like, I, right. I was like, the Thunder are gonna go to the finals. I was like, it's a wrap. Yep. And somehow the Warriors found it in them to just keep going. You know, when you're down three games to one, they really consider the series over, right? Over. It's over. It's not it's the, the the odds and the probability that you're gonna come back and win the series is not there. Yep. You know. So, you know, so what, what the Warriors did to the Thunder, Cleveland did to them in the same um NBA finals. <laughs> yep, yep. Ain't that something? Ain't that something, man? But yeah, that's 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 what I think about the, the, the comeback. Yeah. All right, all right. How about you, man? So off the top, I know there's so many, so many, but the one I think I could think about is um the other goats, aka Captain America, aka Tom Brady. Um, it was the game against the the England Patriots against um the Atlanta Falcons. And I remember Atlanta was up like it was like 28 to 3. To 3. <laughs> in like the second half, right? Yeah. And I'm watching the game saying, "Okay, this thing is over." I was like, "All right, all right, you know, let's you know, let me get some more chicken wings and, you know, get my Kool-Aid." Right. Um and um, you know, I was, I was with a bunch of friends and we're watching the game. I'm like, okay, this thing is over. And I just remember seeing um, you know, Tom Brady just kind of walking the sidelines, you know, it was, pacing, to, it was pacing back and forth. <laughs> back and forth, getting riled up, talking to his people. And I'm watching Atlanta just kind of play a little tight. Next thing I know, they score a touchdown and they keep on scoring and they come back and win the game. And I'm I'm trying to figure out. How the heck did they come back and win the game? And you know what I took out of that? They just never stopped playing. And and I always, I always think of this. I mean, the way to eat a cake is one bite at a time. Mm. And I think when you focus on the, the enormity of the mountain you have to climb, you can get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. But if you break it into daily steps or hey i gotta take one foot at a time you know in the case of football hey you know what one completion at a time one yard at a time one yard at a time one touchdown at a time and that builds up and then you get momentum right you know so i think with the comeback it's it's really all about little victories along the way and daily wins or it could be as insignificant as they are those daily wins, when you keep on chipping away and building them, then you get momentum and, and confidence. And the opposition now starts freaking out and mm-hmm. they call it, I guess, momentum. Right. Uh, but that's that's the one that sticks to me because I didn't see that coming. And that was phenomenal. That was phenomenal, you know, yeah. They, 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 won the Super, they won the Super Bowl that year, right? That was it. That was the Super Bowl game. They won. 
But yeah, it ended up being a good Super Bowl game because at first I was like, oh man, like I, 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 bought, all, I bought all these wings just for this in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it was, it ended up being good. And, you know, yeah, as you said, momentum, you know, that's why you cannot give up. You have to yeah. keep going until you build your momentum that will keep propelling you forward. Yeah. You know, and that's, and, you know, we, we gave these two sports analogies, NBA and NFL, you know, but there are other areas in your life and other comebacks that you can think about, right? you know, um, where people did not give up, you know, and kept on going. But um, real quick, in, in terms of comeback, do you think that the NBA season is coming back? <laughs> Man. So we are sitting, what, it's the month of April. That's Playoffs were a- supposed to start. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. Um, huh. I think everything is so fluid. Um, I mean, my gut feeling is they want it to happen, but if 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 they can't get in at the end of May, I don't see it happening. Mm. Mm. I don't see it happening. You know, I mean, if if they can't by the end of May, if they can't start, I don't know that they can. Yeah, I think I think I I think that I mean, uh, contrary to popular opinion, yeah, but I think that the season is a dub. I think yeah. the season is a dub, unfortunately, because you know the list of logistics of things. Even if you bring the players back, all right, are you going to quarantine the players? You know, mm. is the media going to get tested? You know, because wow. you're going to have media there, and it's going to be hard. You know, and. Um, and it's unfortunate because a lot of people are yeah. saying that this was the year that the Lakers would have won a championship. Do you, out. do you think so? Man, I, I think they had a shot. Yeah. Um, but for some crazy reason, I think the Clippers were primed to do some some damage. Uh, because, you know, they had Kawhi Leonard on the load management program. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, he's showing up. I'm going to play today. I'm play tomorrow. Right. You know, he's all rested up. Um, Paul George missed like the first two months of the season. Uh-huh. Uh, and Doc and Doc Rivers and the owner, they just acquired all this talent. And I, for some reason, I felt like they were going to upset the apple cart, as you call it. Right. Uh, but with that said, this is probably the best chance LeBron James has to get another chip because the Lakers are old. They're an old team. And they're not built for the long run and the Lakers don't have any flexibility to get new or young players. Cause they don't have any cap space. They have no cap space and they traded all the young guys, right? Yeah, they did. They traded uh, the ball. Ball, uh, Josh, what, what's the guy's name? Josh Hart. Josh Hart and um, the other one. The guy, uh, the Dookie. Yeah. So, I mean, this was the year I think um, for LeBron to, to try and do it. Um, yeah. Even though they did, I think it was going to be hard. So. Yeah, yeah, I think this was the year too. But you know, everybody's gonna come back. NBA next season, NBA is gonna be locked and loaded. Yes, KD's sure. healthy. The sleeping giant is is awakened. KD, he's healthy. Yes. Kyrie is gonna be healthy. We're gonna see if the Nets can coexist with one another. Ooh. That's gonna be so a hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's not gloss over. You know, you're in New York City. Let's not gloss over that. Do you think? Do you think? The Nets one can bring a championship. And question number two: Do you think KD made the right decision to leave Steph Curry 
for Kyrie Irving. Of course. I definitely think Katie made the right decision to leave Steph Curry first Kyrie Irving. Because no matter how many times or championships that Katie would have won with Steph Curry, he would never he would have never gotten that respect. And I felt for Katie too because I believe that Katie is the reason why the Warriors won those last two championships. That's I mean, true. as much as Draymond Green be barking and barking, where was Draymond Green at this season? <laughs> where he at? You know Draymond! Yeah, because I, I, he was getting mad at Charles Barkley for saying it because, it, it, you know, a lot of people were saying, like, you know, without the all-star stars, he's not, you know, he, he can't play. He plays in a the system, they say, That's right? That's facts. That's facts. Yeah, That's so, facts. and then now KD, he left, and he's like, uh-huh, you see, you, you said you didn't need me, you see? You know, but I think it's going to be different when Steph Curry is healthy, when uh, Clay, well, Steph Curry's already healthy, but when Clay Thompson comes back from the ACL um, injury that he had, but I believe that it was a good decision that KD made to leave Golden State because there's just too much going on for him. Yeah. You know, do I think that the the Nets can bring a championship to New York? Yeah, I I think that they can because remember Kyrie Irving played with LeBron, and Kyrie hit hit that clutch shot. You know, mm. that kind of like I I believe that the clutch shot that Kyrie hit in Game Seven. That mm-hmm. that clutch shot that he hit was what pretty much what propelled them to that championship. I, I don't even remember. I, I I believe that. And then that block, that Andre Andre Gudala block, they blocked him. Yes, yeah, 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 Those yeah. Two things, you know what I'm saying? But you know, people are like, "Oh, Kyrie, you know, he has such a bad attitude, and you know, um, he's always complaining and stuff like that." But let's see, let's see if the two egos can match next season. Let's see. I'm, skept- I'm skeptical though, but let's see, you know? That's going to be interesting. That's going to be interesting. That's going to be a storyline in itself. Well, this has been great, great, great. So let's take it to the final drive as we yes, wrap up the show. You know, this final drive, Audie, I want to give it the floor to you just to have a little pep talk. The last couple of minutes, uh, you know, we've talked about uh, the Rona. The Rona. Uh, you know, COVID-19 um, that has been going on at Impact's. You got people listening right now. Give me your pep talk. Yeah, definitely. The final drive. Um, stay encouraged. You know, it's hard times right now. Stay motivated. You know, use this time to reassess uh, your strategy. If you're a small business owner, use this time to rethink your strategy of, you know, how you move forward when you do bounce back. It's all a positive mindset. You just have to have the mindset that you're going to bounce back. This is just a storm for everybody, you know, and this storm will pass as well for everybody that has lost somebody you know my prayer is that god will give you comfort during this time and he'll comfort your hearts you know a lot of things happen that we don't understand but god knows you know god knows the beginning and from the end right if you're feeling uh unmotivated if you're feeling down and depressed tap into yourself look within look at the things that drive you look into what your passion is you know and this is survival of the fittest don't don't let this cripple you and 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 wipe you out continue to move forward and use this time as a stepping stone to propel you to your greatness because everybody has a level of greatness that they have to reach and your greatness is right there yeah, how about you, bro? That's awesome. I mean, you know, use this time right now to find your why, reconnect with your why. What is it that you feel you've been created for and really honing on that? Just don't give up. And no matter how hard the road is, just know that you are not in it by yourself. 
take some time and stop and and just really reflect and reconnect with your with yourself and feed and develop yourself in this season that you're in. And you know, lastly, you have a purpose. You know, everyone was created with a purpose. You you may have been living your purpose, you may have been living your goals, your dreams or in a situation where it didn't align with what you feel your purpose is. Use this time to realign yourself with your purpose. Uh, and for those who are really, really on the front lines, battling this every every day, I, I say you are our heroes. And yeah. we can only imagine how long the nights are, you know, but what you're doing is not going unnoticed. If, if no one else can see you, I know God has, is seeing you and we just, we just pray blessings on your life and, mm. and protection as you put your mask on and put your shields on and go into battle every day. Right. Um, so all I would say is don't give up. Take give it a step up. at a time. And you have a great purpose and you're not alone. That is correct. And yeah, that's that's pretty much, you know, where we stand mentally, you know, time time for us to get our minds right. Get that mind right. Get that mind right. But yeah, but uh, we've come to the end of our podcast. We just want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Once again, we're here to inspire you guys and to empower you guys. And, you know, we just want to thank all the listeners out there. It's your girl, Makachi Odie. And your boy, IK. IK. Everyone, stay empowered, uh, stay encouraged, and we hope you're empowered to inspire. Yes, sir. Till next time. Till next time.